2: Okay, inside the nine o'clock hour, this is a five hour KM to AM, a little different. You've got me until 2 a.m., and we're gonna talk sports. Salicata will come on after 2 to 5, and then we'll keep it rolling. What you just heard was awesome. Hopefully, Giants fans enjoyed that. I did. I mean, a live show out in Jersey. Riverdale at the Blue Ale House. I thought they did a great job with the remote show. I listened to the whole thing. Tiki Barber pulled up. Bob Papa, Carl Banks held it down. Wink Martindale, Mike Kafka, Darius Slayton, DJ Envy. That was well done. Impressive WFAN. Not just saying that because I work at WFAN. Saying that because I didn't really have the details on that. And I thought it was well executed. I enjoyed it. Sp- 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 I can't even talk. Specifically, like uh, DJ Envy's call, if you've heard me before, Keith McPherson, your nighttime host, I'm a hip-hop guy, hip-hop, hip-hop, so as soon as they said DJ Envy was coming on, I'm like, cool, and if you've gone to the Giants games, you know that DJ Envy is like the in-house resident DJ at MetLife for their games, and uh, I enjoyed his story about you know seeing Odell Beckham Jr. more so Saquon Victor Cruz out and about. Carl Banks kind of prompted prompted him to speak on you know a Giants moment or memory outside of the stadium, outside of the game. And then Carl Banks told a story about running into Run DMC, and uh, that was awesome. It's it's crazy when you think about New York and all that we have going on around here. And when a team like the Giants is good. They run the city. I mean, when any of these teams are good, uh, Yankee fans know, Mets fans know from the 80s to the 90s. Like, you know, they're they're the kings of New York. They run the town, the nightlife, and everybody wants to see them and be around them. And uh, I'm I'm excited for the Giants this weekend. I think they've got a, a really good opportunity here to knock off a team in the Minnesota Vikings. Shock the world a little bit. I don't think people around here will be shocked. I think Giants fans are... Pretty confident. I think Giants fans are, um, you know, rightfully so, feeling themselves going into this matchup because you're going off of what you saw on New Year's Eve. Nothing from the last matchup makes you feel like you can't beat this team. And we'll talk plenty of Giants tonight. Uh, we did a little bit of that last night and uh, we'll get into more playoff conversation and looking around the league. I mean, we've got Skyler Thompson preparing to start for the Dolphins. Maybe Anthony Brown, my guy, Anthony Brown Jr. from St. John Vianney, New Jersey, uh, Monmouth County. He went to Boston College in Oregon. He started the last game for the Baltimore Ravens against the Bengals. Didn't do the greatest. He had a lot of drops, though. Um, he had, he had a, a pick and some sacks and stuff like that, but a lot of drops. And maybe A.B. will get the opportunity to go again because Lamar ain't playing. If you ask me, Lamar Jackson is one foot out the door halfway to being a New Jersey Jet. This guy, I think he wants to get out of there, and depending on what they do with his contract situation and his franchise tag, I don't know if he plays another game for the Baltimore Ravens. He might be out. Wouldn't you love to see a Jets offense with Lamar Jackson? I would. I'd be getting that number eight Jackson jersey immediately. And uh, who would they pair up as offensive coordinator? So the news that came out today, the Jets and Mike LaFleur have mutually parted ways. If you've listened to me the last couple weeks, and even the drop that I have on WFAN where I said, uh, this defense is pretty good. They drafted well. Uh, They've got skilled players. They've got uh, solid players at every level. But this quarterback and this offensive coordinator are not giving them the best chance to win. And yes, I included the offensive coordinator before they bench Zach before we got to see them not score a touchdown three weeks in a row. You can't blame Zach on the Jets offense not scoring the last few weeks. You can't blame Zach when he's inactive. Blame Mike LaFleur. And I I thought it was interesting because I joked and I said, you know, Mike Kafka, uh, people are requesting interviews with him, the Giants offensive coordinator, after his first year on the job. Teams are checking for him. I didn't hear any teams checking for Mike LaFleur, and that's why I made the joke that zero teams have requested to speak with Mike LaFleur. Why would they? And then when these reports come out today, they're all over the place. So the first report or the first report that I saw said that he had been fired. And then someone cleaned it up to say, no, 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 he's not fired. And then a little bit after that, okay, yes, you know, the, the big reporters, not just the local reporters, I think uh, – Put it out there that Mike LaFleur, I think it was the wordage on it, right? Jets can't even fire a guy, right? (laughs) Mike LaFleur is out, and they are parting ways. And I don't think anyone um, should be sad about that on this side. If you're a Jets fan, you hope that you can get a better offensive coordinator that has been in the league, that is more prepared for different situations. Yeah, it was Ian Rappaport who I saw the official one from. Jets and OC Mike LaFleur mutually parting ways. Uh, you, you should be excited at the prospect of getting an actual offensive coordinator. And you should be excited to see where LaFleur gl- goes. I don't think anyone is really checking for him. I just think that's something that they had to say as they messed it up, right? Connor Hughes had to come out and say, Mike LaFleur has not been fired, but he is. And uh, several teams have reached out to the Jets about Mike LaFleur. Stop lying. Where are these Where are these teams? If you go search his name on Twitter, He's not coming up in any other... T- it's all Jets reporters. Um, <laughs> I-, I think it's just something that they had to say and do today. So he's out. Jets fans, call me up. Tell me what you're thinking about. Who's the guy? I saw some Jets fans talking about Cliff Kingsbury. I don't think you want Cliff Kingsbury, and I think he's going back to uh, college most likely. But Rich Semini rattled off some names on Twitter. Uh, potential Jets OC candidates from Rich Samini. He said... Daryl Bevel, Miami quarterback coach, Nathaniel Hackett, the ex-Denver head coach, Greg Olson, Rams senior assistant, Matt Nagy, who's uh, you know, was coaching the Bears, he's with Kansas City right now, and they he ended it by saying Gary Kubiak is not expected to be a candidate. I'll say this. This is the first move in you finding your quarterback. You can't go find a quarterback. I I know I said this on air this week or last week. You can't go find a quarterback, whether it's Lamar Jackson, Jimmy G, Derek Carr, and say Mike LaFleur is your offensive coordinator. It doesn't work like that. These guys have to be on the same page. They have to be speaking the same language. They have to understand the same wordage, verbiage, and they have to meet in the middle and go forward. Uh, I think now it opens up so many possibilities. And I think now Woody Johnson has stepped in. Um, if you remember back when I, I had a show where I went through Michael Flores' resume, and to me, I didn't think his resume was good enough to be an offensive coordinator for the New York Jets. But uh, I think he was, uh, you know, brought in by his best bud, Rob Sala. I think they were in each other's wedding or like that kind of close, like they're, they're friends. Obviously they came over from San Francisco and when he got this job, there was word that he had supposedly told Mike LaFleur, hey, when I get a head coaching gig, after he obviously was a, a good defensive coordinator with the Niners, when I get a head coaching gig, you're my guy. I'm bringing you with me. And I think that clearly was a mistake. And now that we're seeing all of these things, right, You know, I, I think back to Mike LaFleur talking about, I'm going to grind until they don't allow me to grind. That time is now. That was today, January 11, 2023, Uh, less than a week after the final game of the season. They're not allowing him to grind anymore. And I also think that um, him coming out and saying that in hindsight, they should have sat Zach Wilson for a year, duh. Like, I think the fact that he came out and said that publicly at the end of the year, like now after two seasons, now after two failed seasons with the number two overall pick, we're going to come out there and say that when you've been steadfast on this quarterback, where you have repeatedly told us that Zach is the guy, Zach is the guy, Zach is the guy. We're not uh, making a quarterback change at the end of this season when everybody else knew this, right? Taking a kid out of BYU in a COVID season where they barely played anybody, no fans in the stands. I've said it a bunch. Now at the end of another failed season where you should have made the playoffs, you say that in hindsight, there should have been a veteran here that this young man should have had a year to learn. Well, yeah, you potentially already ruined the guy, But I think Woody Johnson has stepped in to say, hey, you used a number two overall pick. That's a huge asset. You use that, Joe Douglas, Rob Sala, Mike LaFleur, you use that to pick this kid to play quarterback for us right away. There were other quarterbacks available. We just saw Justin Fields. If he was healthier, he would have smashed Lamar Jackson's rushing record. Um. Trey Lance obviously has been hurt. Mac Jones. Mac Jones is an interesting quarterback. You know, as I'm talking about offensive coordinators and how they have to mesh and how they have to be on the same page as the quarterbacks, offensive coordinators, and quarterbacks, look at him. He's over there with the Patriots. Former Giants head coach Joe Judge was helping them call the plays. Matt Patricia, failed head coach of the Lions, comes back. I don't think he respected either one of them as offensive coordinators or play callers with Josh McDaniel's departure. So. Here we are, Jets fans. Uh, You are in a situation now where the Jets tell you that they are going to try and get the best out of Zach Wilson through hell or high water. He will be here next year from what they tell you. What they say and what they do are two different things. But you have the chance to potentially bring in a Lamar Jackson, a Jimmy G, a Derek Carr, or who knows who potentially else. Not Matt Ryan, if you ask me. And not like Gardner Minshew or Andy Dalton or Jacoby Brissett. This team has to make the playoffs next year. You have already seen the schedule that the teams that they're going to face in the AFC West and the NFC East, it is not going to be easy. So they're going to be in games where you need a quarterback that can put the ball on Garrett Wilson. That's another thing. Garrett Wilson had 1,100 yards this year in his rookie year. We're hearing a lot of talk about Justin Jefferson. And we're hearing a lot of talk about... or uh, how he's the best receiver in the NFL. Tiki even has put out there that he thinks he's on pace to being the best ever because of the 98 yards per game that he averages. Imagine if Garrett Wilson had consistent quarterback play all year. I I was talking about that kid early. I saw him in... Uh, That Ohio State jersey, he can jump, he can run, he's elusive, he can shake guys. He doesn't let guys jam him. Um, Once he gets the ball in his hands, he sticks his foot in the ground. He's great with yards after catch. Imagine if he just had a consistent quarterback that could put the ball on him. All this talk about Zach Wilson is a waste of time. The focus should be on the other Wilson, Garrett Wilson, and finding him a quarterback. So now it's opened up. Jets fans, call me up and tell me what you're thinking. I'm on till two. I'm in here watching the Knicks game. This game was never in doubt. RJ is back. Jalen Brunson is playing like an all-star, should be an all-star. He said something the other night after the game that like really stuck with me. He said he he has to t- treat every possession like it's critical, every possession like it's crucial, almost basically saying like every possession matters. It's life or death. And uh, when you see how these Knicks games end late possession by possession, you understand that. And he he's a leader. He takes it all on himself. He's accountable, and he shows up, and he plays RJ is back. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton and the Pacers, they they never had a shot in the garden tonight. And uh, I just saw Halliburton go down. Uh, maybe Wally Zerbiak will uh, patch up things with him and their little beef. But yeah, Knicks fans, call me up when this game is over. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you saw tonight. The team is getting healthier again. OB back, RJ back, and hopefully they can uh, rip off another win streak. Other than that, in Major League Baseball... We just saw Miguel Rojas get dealed, and uh, Yankees fans probably remember around the deadline that the Yankees were supposedly like right at that 4 p.m. deadline trying to get a deal done with the Marlins that would have sent um, Pablo Lopez and I think Miggy Rojas this way in exchange for like Glaber Torres and Oswald Peraza. Something like that was rumored. Well, now um, Miguel Rojas is going to the Dodgers. And I know there was a lot of talk about. Who would be the Dodgers shortstop? They they mentioned Danby Swanson. Obviously, Trey Turner bounced and he's with the Phillies. There you go. The Dodgers have Miguel Rojas. Mets fans might care about that as well. Mets fans may also care about no, not Carlos Correa. We'll get there. We'll get there. Mr. Boomstick. Mr. Boomstick is uh Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz has signed with who else? The San Diego Padres, and I know Nelson Cruz is about to be 42. No, he is 42. He's about to be 43 this year. He signs a one-year deal with them. That gives them another bat. I mean, the Padres have gone for it the last few years. Maybe they put it together. They're going to have a decent-looking lineup. And, uh, yes, today Carlos Correa was reintroduced as a Minnesota twin. Physical, clean, done, quick, easy. No problem. No, No problem. He's a twin. And for some reason, SNY... Was covering that on Twitter. I got a chuckle out of that. I felt like that was a pawn move. Like, hey, uh, get eyes on Carlos Correa. Because why would Steve Cohen have uh, Carlos Correa's live press conference being live-tweeted from Minnesota? He's not your guy. Didn't you just issue a two-sentence statement? Couldn't come to an agreement. We wish him the best. Why is SNY covering his press conference in another state, uh, another league, <laughs> another team? <laughs> This story will not end. And I'm not going to twist the knife tonight. I'm not going to needle you guys. I, I, I got my, uh, my jabs in yesterday. But I will say this about Carlos Correa. The Mets have to go win and leave no doubt this year. They have to win and be so good that no one's thinking about what they're lacking. Because without that last piece, without that missing piece of the puzzle, if he balls out this year and he's an all-star and the Minnesota Twins are winning games, it's really going to be the one that got away. There's still going to be talk around Carlos Correa and the Mets because he was a Met. He was. He's a Met. He's going to be a Met. He's a Met. Don't worry about it. He's a Met. Both sides won each other. For three weeks, he was a Met. And this will go down in the Metsy lore. And I don't care if you guys are done talking about it or mad about it. You can be mad at me all you want. I'm just telling you the truth. This is just going to be one of those old folk tales. In 5, 10, 15 years about Carlos Correa almost coming to the Mets. And we'll see how his ankle holds up and what he does the rest of his career. But he's attached to the Mets. They bailed the Giants out. Other than that, we can talk Nets if you'd like. The Nets are going to face the Celtics in Brooklyn tomorrow. See you at the game. I don't know if anybody really cares to talk about that. But I'm taking calls till 2 a.m. It's a 5-hour KM to AM on the late night, though. A little bit later start, 2 hours later than usual But I can't wait to talk to everybody. It's New York City. It's New York Sports Talk. You're listening to The Fan. I'll be right back.
0: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit
2: ads.odyssey.com. Keep McPherson on the fan. Red Hot Chili Peppers bringing us in. Let me think, what are my favorite Red Hot Chili Peppers songs? Can't Stop. Californication I don't know what this one is called Connor might know Connor behind the glass This is the
1: Zephyr song By Red Hot Chili Peppers
2: Who is Zephyr?
1: Um I'm not exactly sure I think it's like um, Like a blimp is a
2: Zephyr I think Zephyr A soft gentle breeze <laughs> What does Zephyr mean? A gentle breeze Okay, whatever. Let's get back to the sports. That's what we do here. We talk sports. 877-337-6666. If you've got something to say, call up. If you've got a thought or a take, I'd love to hear it. Now, uh, I was listening to Carton and Roberts earlier, and I'm not sure where they got this list. But Craig was saying there was a list online of the cleanest hosts on WFAN. And I think they were basing the cleanliness, not off of like, our hygiene, (laughs) but off of how we conduct our shows. You just heard Tiki Barber in uh, the Giants playoff preview. You know, Tiki is squeaky clean. He's got kids, and uh, he's on the the Housewives, and he's Tiki Barber. Myself, Uh, I was ranked number two right under Tiki Barber. Tiki was one, I was two. I think that's interesting. But that's because I know young kids listen to my show And I didn't grow up listening to WFAN. My mom had WBLS on, Hot 97 on in the car, Power 105 when that came along. But now my mom listens to WFAN all day. So my mom is listening. I got to keep it clean. You never know. You know, you say something slick or something out out of line or something that crosses the line or something that's vulgar. Mom Dukes will hit you up like you're tripping. So. I don't do that, and like I said, this is a family program. I know my young boys are listening. It's 9.30. They didn't go to bed yet. Shout out to my, my young guys. And uh, cl- Cleanliness is next to godliness. I'm clean. Shout out to my boy Danny, who helps us keep it clean in here. Uh, Danny's out there listening. I just ran into him. Danny will tell you, I don't make a mess. When I come in, I respect the studio. This is the Mike Francesa studio and... You know Mark Chernoff and Steve Summers. There's like you know big names and uh, a lot of history in here. I'm I'm sitting here on on Geo's mic. I'm in Boomer's studio right now, so I don't make a mess. I, I I will never come in here and leave garbage behind. I barely even bring anything in here. I barely eat in here. But when I do eat in here, I'm eating wings from Mickey's Pub. Shout out to Ron and Alvin, man. They just came through and dropped off like 50 wings. I'm not even hungry. I ate, but uh, this is the second time that they've shown us love. Also brought through the uh, caffeina, caffeinated waters. I know Craig loves those, so shout-out to Ron and Alvin. I know you guys are driving back to Jersey. I appreciate you guys so much just for rocking with my show, following me, and, uh, you know, coming by and bringing us food. I I told Connor and John and Marco, and I think that's pretty much the only people in here. Danny, too. Like, help yourselves. I'm not going to eat these wings. Uh, There's about 50 wings in here and a bunch of waters, so appreciate you guys. All right, now uh, back to the show. We're talking about the Jets quarterback situation, always. But really, we're talking about that after we've heard the news of Michael Floor parting ways with the Jets. I mean, I feel like he probably wanted to get out of here, too. That's a rough two years. Your first two years as OC, do you want to attempt the third year? He saw, he, he saw that schedule, too. <laughs> He's like, wait, we got to play Patrick Mahomes next year. We got to play the Eagles next year, like... I think I'll try and find work elsewhere. I'll go back to being like an assistant or a uh, receiver's coach or something like that. And uh, nah, don't let this happen. I, I've already said that the Knicks game was not in doubt. It's 95-89. There's nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. Six-point lead should be safe, safe but I, I don't. I don't even want to say anything else because I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to put anything out there. Uh come on Knicks. don't don't let it go down again. But yeah, talking about the Jets, call me up if you've got thoughts about who the next OC might be, who would you like to see? Um the list of quarterbacks that I've put out there, I don't include Tom Brady. There's no way in hell he's coming to Jersey. There's no way in hell he's putting on a Jets jersey. Aaron Rodgers, he might hang it up. He might just call it quits so he can go back and do some ayahuasca uh, h- ayahuasca in South America and enjoy his offseason. Um I think it's between Jimmy G. I think it's going to be Jimmy G. It just makes too much sense. Um, But I think if they were going to go the Jimmy G route, why wouldn't you hang on to LaFleur? Maybe it was a decision that Salah didn't get to make. I, I think he was overruled. I don't think he was trying to fire his buddy. I think when we last heard from him, they were planning on retaining him. So who are they going to get? Is it Derek Carr? Is it Lamar Jackson? I don't know. Maybe you have a better idea. Call me up with that. Uh, obviously still taking calls on Carlos Correa, if you'd like. Uh, I think we eventually have to move on from it as far as the conversation. He is a Minnesota twin. They are talking about him on the radio in Minnesota. Um, He's not going to play in New York. It was uh, interesting. Four weeks, done. But uh, maybe you care about Miguel Rojas going to the Dodgers or uh, Nelson Cruz going to the Padres. And um, I don't know. I think I was watching SNY and they were talking about you know, Manny Machado being in play. I'm like, right, right, right. So you don't get Correa, and now it's like Machado is coming to reunite with Buck Walter. Maybe that'll happen. I know Mets fans think that they are guaranteed to sign Shohei Otani as well. I just think it's interesting how all of this played out. And, of course, we can talk around it. And, uh, yeah, the Giants facing the Vikings. I love that uh, Michael Stray. Like, I think working at WFAN is, is turning me into uh, a, a Giants fan. And I'm not really a Giants fan, but like Kayvon Thibodeau is my favorite Giant. Uh, The story of this year, from where they were last year, is amazing. I think it's the best story in the NFL. They were about to run it back with Joe Judge. Nope. Um, Bull. he's the man. I like his style. He's a hip-hop head. He wears Jordans. Him and I have that in common. And uh, Michael Strahan with this Our Way video, I thought that was well executed. That was a great hype video, and it, it just reminded you, of the past and the history and the prestige and the winning culture that the Giants had before these last six years hit. Um, I want to talk to Giants fans tonight about the Kenny Galladay hype. I don't know why all of a sudden Giants fans are expecting Kenny Galladay to have a big day on Sunday. You don't need him. You didn't need him all year. Uh, I know you saw him play against the Eagles, but that's because starters were sitting. I don't expect them to go to Kenny Galladay, but me being a Dallas Cowboys fan, I am familiar with James Washington. Not that familiar. He didn't get to play. Uh, he, he was hurt, and then when they activated him, he, he barely got any snaps, if he got any snaps, and the Cowboys cut him, and they went with T.Y. Hilton, but the Giants signed him. He's signed to the practice squad. I don't know. Maybe they have an idea for him to uh, make an impact in this game coming up. I think he's healthy. Uh, I just I think he had the drops, and I think he, he couldn't really grasp the offense, from what I heard um, in Dallas, but Maybe he can be a factor with the Giants. Okay, let's go Knicks. Hopefully the Knicks pull this off. They got a little six-point lead with eight minutes to go. Let's hit the phones. Limo driver Ed out in PA on the fan. What's up, Eddie?
3: What's going on, my brother? How you doing this evening? You and family doing well. Hopefully everything is good.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What you got for us?
3: All right. Well, listen, with our offensive coordinator, two years, um, one thing about it is, a lot of games that we played, when they was getting blitzed so badly, we sometimes tend not to know how to throw a screen pass. He he never he never lived by never The
2: Jets, that. yeah. Um, Or you couldn't hit a wide-open okay. guy on a screen pass, yeah.
3: Well, you know, but listen, but we still had Mike White. I mean, come on. Okay, he could do that. I, I know what Zach couldn't do, but Mike could. And and there was a lot of different things how he ran that offense. There's no way, man, you at the one – Yard line or the inches six times and they only score one time
2: yeah and they always go back to that minnesota game to talk about how close they were to winning it and the game was right right there
3: okay can we get a quick um end around with wilson can we get that
2: some kind of misdirection maybe maybe some motion different formation throw these guys off
3: right why do we go out here and pay all this money for these tight ends
2: right go two tight ends go three tight ends you got three good ones
3: Right, and during the whole course of the year, if you ever get a chance, look how many balls these are guys on court through the whole year.
2: Not and enough. You
3: forgot all about that. No. So that's what I'm saying is, if you're going to get a coordinator in here, let's get one in, okay? I want somebody that's known. I want somebody that knows how to, you know, be an offensive coordinator. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the quarterbacks, ah, well, you can't say Jackson because they, they're going to franchise him. So you, you can't see him for another year.
2: You think uh, that's a guarantee, though? You know, no, they're, they're going funny. into the playoffs lying? this week, and, and there's rumors that, yeah, yeah. you know, he's he's still hurt. But I think the guy just does not want to step out there in harm's way. Maybe that relationship yeah. is fractured. You think they're going to franchise him if he doesn't want to be there? No,
3: they will. Listen, well, guess what? When they they only won a couple of games, and his, the difference is when he's in there winning, you're not going to find nobody next year to run that squad. Okay, so you got to bring him back. Garoppolo uh, gets hurt too much for me, scares me. Scares me because when he gets hurt, he don't he don't get hurt for one or two games. The guy gets hurt for the whole season.
2: Yeah, he's gonna <laughs> get hurt, and then you know? you're right back to Zach Wilson.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're right back there. Can I bring back Joe Namath? Listen, man, I've been a, a, a fan <laughs> of my Jets since 1969. Don't you know I got a boatload of money? Was one day that we can go to a Super Bowl? I'm going. You know, but it, it's just that, bro. I, I, it's always everything each year, just in the season, yeah. and that's what happens to us every year.
2: Thanks you for know. the call, Ed. But you got it, brother. Oh, I was about to say, if you got something else, I'm not cutting you off. Go for it.
3: Oh, no, no, no. I mean, as far as the Knicks, the last time I listened to you, it's been funny. That's when my man from Dallas scored all them points. And I said, Luca, yeah." Stand me again. Because <laughs> I remember he was my voice. It's like 10 seconds and they lost again. I couldn't and believe
2: I just, it. I was stunned. I just <laughs> never, no one ever right. saw that before.
3: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Now, I'm listening to you then, right? I didn't get a chance to call you, but now... I'm listening to you again, you, and you count down the time. <laughs> so yeah, that's why I'm like, I'm going to leave it alone. Let's go,
2: next. <laughs> I'm going to leave it alone. I'm a, I've seen it too many times. I, I hope they close this one out. All
3: right, brother. Well, listen, Happy New Year to you and your family. Please be safe. Uh, and I like your show, man. You you, you know, one thing about it, I just want to real quick to say one thing to you. You're doing an excellent job, my brother. And the young kids who's listening to, I hope they follow in your footsteps and learn one thing that you can do. And no one can shoot you down. And brother, you keep on rising, keep doing what you're doing. Yes, sir. I know your family's very proud of you. Okay. Yes, sir. You have to do, my brother. All right. Thank you for the
2: call. Appreciate it, bro. Drive safe out there. Yeah. So I mean, Jets fans. I guess Lamar. I don't know. I think the Lamar Jackson thing is that's that's where I would start. But I I guess there's you know a thought to the franchise tag being used on him. That would be the smart move by the Ravens. Lamar Jackson represents himself. Um, He does his own negotiations and contracts from what I understand. He's not represented by an agent or a big agency. I guess it's my own dream to see Lamar Jackson in Jersey because I'd be pulling up. Like, Can I dream for a second for the Jets fans? Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews, right? We were just talking about tight ends. That connection made Mark Andrews one of the best tight ends in the league, one of the top fantasy tight ends a year ago, two years ago. We just talked about how, The Jets have Conklin, Uzama, and now Ruckert. Those are three good tight ends. Conklin should have caught more more passes this year. Ruckert, I guarantee you next year they get that young man involved. He won't be a rookie anymore. Those are are targets for a Lamar Jackson. He can hit those guys. And then Garrett Wilson. All you got to do is throw a little smoke screen, a little slant to Garrett Wilson. Lamar Jackson can make those throws consistently. I know people think he's just a running back. He's not just a running back, not bad for a running back. He can throw those throws. He can make those throws. But then think about the running back position. When you have the threat of him running the ball and him running a zone read with a Brees Hall or whoever else they have running the ball, and I guarantee you they get another running back in here. Obviously, they have James Robinson potentially next year, Bam Knight we saw this year, uh, Johnson, whatever. But I think they can draft another young running back that can come in um, almost and make an impact, not like Brees Hall, but uh, impact like he did. I think the Jets can have a run game, and I think that's where they got to start. They got to really make sure that offensive line is intact and ready to go, shuffle that around. And uh, Lamar Jackson would make that offense dynamic. And I think with the pieces they have, you plug him in that offense, the Jets' offense is on go. They're scoring 20, 30 points a game at least. Chris is in Mineola on the fan. What's up, Chris?
0: Hey, Keith, what's going on, my brother? How's it going?
2: Pretty good, pretty good. You're breaking up a little bit. I don't know if you're on a Bluetooth or if you're losing service, but just letting you know before we continue.
0: Can you hear me now?
2: Yes, better now.
0: Hey, all right. You kind of you kind of explained yourself about your whole reasoning for Lamar Jackson with your whole breakdown of the offense and, you know, how you want to run it, you know, these, uh, these 10, 15-yard uh, passes to – uh, you know, Ruckert and, you know, the tight end of the mm-hmm. bomber, You know, fortunately, you have two big bombers on the outside and Wilson and uh, Elijah Moore that need to get down the field, number one. And it's been proven that he's not a pocket passer that can get that ball down. That's number one, get, can get the ball down the field. He's hitting Mark Andrews and, you know, all these guys for 10, 15-yard gains. But you 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 have these guys that, need to get the ball down the field 10 15 yards down the field you know what i mean
2: yeah i know he's not a pocket guy they can roll the pocket they can sprint him out but yeah i'm with you go ahead okay but now
0: the other you know the
2: other the best ability that you know a quarterback
0: should have is availability and lamar jackson does not have that he's missed five plus games the last two years so how can you how can you say that that's a guy you want in your lineup when he's not on
2: the field. Yeah, he's dynamic, uh, but you're 100% correct. I mean, all of these running quarterbacks missed time this year. I had a show when I talked about Justin Fields, Kyler Murray, uh, Jalen Hurts. Like, they they all went down. Lamar Jackson, they all went down this year running the ball.
0: Yeah, but that's, you know, that you can't you know, you know can't have, you know, a quarterback being on the bench for, you know, six or seven <laughs> No, because then games. you're right and back I'm to Zach ball. Wilson when
2: Lamar Jackson no, goes you're not, down. No,
0: you're not back you're to Zach Wilson. I mean, there are... You know, there are guys out there. I know South floated, you know, Matt Ryan out there today. You know, I, I don't know if that's the answer either. Or no. Oh, but you have, to, you have to see where free agency plays out as far as, you know, who's going to be available, who's going to do what. But, you know, like I said, the best ability is availability on the, uh, you know, on the football field. The Lamar Jackson just hasn't been available.
2: Yeah, and with the with the Jets' offensive line as it is, I mean, I'm I'm expecting them to make improvements. I'm expecting AVT to come back. Who knows what Makai Beckton's going to have? In right. theory, Lamar Jackson's going to be running for his life.
0: Right, and that's you know that's going to get him on the uh, you know that's going to put him on a bench more. Let's hope that Beckton can you know overcome what he's overcome. Let's hope that you know AVT comes back. He's good to go. Maybe we pick somebody up in the draft, but Lamar Jackson, I just don't see it as a. Uh, as a New York Jet quarterback, and I'm a long-suffering Jet fan. And yeah. plus, what are you going to do with Brees Hall? Brees Hall was on 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 par for a thousand-yard season up until he tore his ACL. What you
2: Definitely would have had a thousand yards um, easily. He had almost 500 before he went out. And yeah, you don't want to take carries away from him. I don't know. We'll see. I think uh-huh. you know Lamar might not even be available. But I just I'd look at him as a yeah. former MVP, a dynamic player that you put in this Jets offense and. It'll be night and day from where they were this year to next year. But, I don't know. Sports right. Talk Radio, we're speculating, you. we're talking, we're trying to figure some things yeah, out a, way before what, uh, they do.
0: That's what it's about. And plus, I want no part of Jim Harbaugh either coming in here.
2: You know, it, just to
0: say if they're going to get rid of...
2: No, and Jim, you know, I think Jim wants a tailor-made situation. Um, and I don't think they're getting rid of Rob Sala. So, I don't think Jim Harbaugh and, is going to happen.
0: And and plus, with Jim, you know, he's, uh, he's a control freak too. So, I think that's why right. he has... An, uh, He wouldn't mesh with Woody. Uh,
2: They'd have to get rid of uh, Douglas because he'd want to be GM too. So no, Rob is the guy. But now you're like now your guy, right? You're gonna see him with. He's got to hire another offensive coordinator. They got to bring in another offensive coordinator. They they let him try with his buddy for two years. That failed. And yeah. potentially failed the quarterback that they selected number two overall. So now let's see what the next move is. Go bring in a veteran. Go bring in somebody that's been in the game for ten years, fifteen years. That knows how to watch film, how to adapt, how to game plan week to week.
0: I don't want. I don't want another Hackett. I can tell you that. I had. I, we had our share of Hackett over. Of over. The, you know, back in the, back in the day with Hackett, with his inside slants and everything else, were just yeah. That that
2: ran its course. Hackett, too, right? I don't think is a good coach, and he he was with with Aaron Rodgers, but. Aaron Rodgers not coming here either. Thanks for the call, Chris. We got to break it down. Keep McPherson on the fan. 877 337 6666. I'll be right back. All right, quickly here. Before we go to the next break and update at the top of the hour, keep McPherson on the fan. Let's take a couple more calls if we can. Uh, right now, we're focusing on the Jets. Mike LaFleur and the Jets have mutually parted ways. Uh, basically, they, I don't know, they made a mistake in how the news was transmitted, like, how this was released, in my opinion. Because um, I think I saw a, like, Jets fan blog online put the news out. And then Connor Hughes said, no, 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 he's not fired. Uh, (laughs) And then you got, like, Ian Rappaport and the other guys saying that, yeah, um, teams are inquiring about Mike LaFleur. Like, are you crazy? Like, do you think anybody believes that? Do you think anybody believes that there are teams in the NFL knocking on the door to hire Mike LaFleur in this league, in this NFL, after the way the Jets, the these Jets just went out and couldn't score a touchdown? They're, it's hilarious. I, like, what goes on inside the Jets' building? They need somebody to step in there and, and give them a dose of reality because they couldn't score a touchdown against the Dolphins, against the Seahawks, and the Jaguars, and, uh, Mike LaFleur is 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 getting interview requests, stop that. So I understand that they just, you know, there there's no explanation for not being able to score a touchdown in the NFL over the course of three weeks when you're not playing juggernauts, you're playing the Jaguars, the Seahawks, and the Dolphins. So they had to uh, let him go. Let's go to Justin on Long Island. What's up, man? You're on the fan. Hey, what's up,
1: Keith? Um, so look, the, the Jets already... Realized one mistake, and that was hiring a, a rookie offensive coordinator with a rookie head coach that's got a defensive mind. If you look at why the Giants had success or having success this year, it's because they have a guy like Wink Martindale. Yep. And Brian Dable knows he can leave that defense alone and they're going to perform every week because he's got a guy that could run it. He could focus on Daniel Jones and they can run that offense. So. First thing Jets got to do is they got to bring someone in there like Wink on the offensive side of the ball. The second mistake that they need to realize that they made and correct, if he's available, is they've got to give up the 13th overall pick and they've got to get Justin Fields. They should have drafted him. They took Dak <laughs> Wilson instead. Look at the offense. They've got Brees Hall, who's a monster. They're going to boost the O line. Imagine Justin Fields. I mean, you were talking about Lamar Jackson. A couple things there. They got to pay him at least 250 mil guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to have much success in the playoffs. Justin Fields is younger. They got him on that rookie deal, so they have him. They'll have him for at least another two three years. They can keep building the team around him. And he's a beast, man. Six three, runs a four four forty 225. He's a cyborg. What do you think?
2: Yeah, man, I'm with it because that would just be like a you know when they do the redraft. That would be the uh, 2021 redraft, and they would correct the mistake that they made. A couple of nights ago, I had a show where I talked about QB1, and QB1 is like a streaming series where they follow college or high school quarterbacks before they get to college. Justin Fields was on QB1, and uh when I heard of him, I looked him up back then, and he was in the Elite 11, and the top two quarterbacks in his class were him and Trevor Lawrence. So you would expect, right, if they were the top two quarterbacks in the country going into college football, and then they're also the top two prospects going into the draft, they should have went one and two. But somehow, Zach Wilson wowed everyone and shot up the draft charts, and of course the Jets fell into that and and took this kid, and they didn't draft Justin Fields or or Trey Lance, who uh, the Niners fell in love with. Now, do I think they're going to trade that 13, that pick at 13 to get Justin Fields now that Chicago has the number one overall pick and there's rumblings of like, you know, they would have to be wowed by a Bryce Young or a C.J. Stroud to take them number one overall. I don't know. I, I like the idea. I like that you're thinking of things. I like the idea of trying to fix the mistake you made in the draft. Um, but I don't know if they want to trade that 13th overall pick. You could draft an old lineman again, uh, try and make up for the Makai becton pick. Uh, you, you could you could get a stud player. There's some good players coming out in this draft. This is not like the 2020 draft coming out of COVID where we couldn't actually see who was who and what is what. And there were a bunch of stars, but of course the Jets. Like When you go back and look at that 2020 draft and, and the Jets took Zach Wilson over all these other guys who were already like all, all pros, I don't know. I'm, I'm with you on the idea. I just don't think that they're going to trade I don't think the Bears want to trade Justin Fields, and I don't think that the Jets want to trade that 13th overall pick after the season that they just had. They're going to use that pick to add talent where they need it the most, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, good points. The only hope I have for my idea is that the Bears, who are probably the only organization that's run more poorly than the Jets, can make a poor decision <laughs> and if it's a guy like Fields. But, uh, you know, nah, you they- never know. I, you know, the the last thing I want us to do is keep going to this quarterback purgatory. It's been
2: a long, yeah. long, long time. It's crazy. It is insane how long it's been. Uh, I guess you can go back to Chad Pennington, but, like, <laughs> Mark Sanchez. like There's a, so many names, and it's not that hard, it seems, right? When you look around the league, like these teams have found new quarterbacks. Like, the era of the Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, they're on the way out. And, like, the Phillip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger and Eli Manning and Drew Brees, like, they're out. But... I don't know. I think the Jets will figure it out some way or another. Thanks for the call, Justin, who wants Justin Fields to be the Jets quarterback. but I just don't see that happening. I, I think Justin Fields is a freak. I think the Bears are lucky to have him, and I think they have to try to protect that young man and continue to get him some weapons. You know, they traded for Chase Claypool. He didn't really do too much, but they need to fix that defense and fix that offensive line. And Justin Fields is a monster. He can be a guy that consistently rushes for 1,000 yards and maybe passes for two, 3,000 yards too, depending on uh, what they do around him. Keith McPherson on the fan, 877-337-6666. Got to take this break. Got to go to the update, top of the hour. First hour done. Let's keep rolling. I'll be right back.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours